Hey, thank you for tuning in to King Legend Talks. On this episode, I'm bringing Osama Ben Drinking to the show. He's a comedian, explosive energy, funny. I mean, he opens up for Chico Bean on the road. I just had a great time talking to this guy. He's very intelligent. And uh, he's going like, to share with us some life experiences he had, um, some funny jokes. We talk about everything, man. We're talking grandma cooking in the kitchen, mac and cheese at the cookouts. You just listen. Stay tuned. It's Osama been drinking, y'all. There we go. Yay. How you doing? Welcome hey, to King Legend Talks, man. The... Can I cuss? Oh, yeah, you can cuss. This is, this, you this is a free country. You already know what the fuck going on You already know the fuck going on. <laughs> it's a free country, man. How you been? Man, I'm good, man. Just, hey, quarantining, man, making it do what it do, man. You know, a hustler gonna, a hustler gonna hustle, Jack. Exactly. So for all the people that's new, that might not know who you are, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man. I am comedian uh, Osama Ben Drankin, a.k.a. Drankins. Uh, I'm a radio co-host. I'm on 102 Jams, WJMH, uh, 3 Live Crew Morning Show, 6 to 10 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday. You can catch us on radio.com. But, yeah, last year, his podcast, all that. Shout out to the homie Big Baby Darren Brand. Uh, you know, that's about yeah. it. Y'all been doing some big things over there, man. I see what y'all working on. Y'all like Hey, man, it's just a... Yeah, man. You gotta, you, know, you gotta elevate. You gotta elevate. We just trying to take the game to the take our game to the next level. You know, we you know, we ain't got it all worked out and we just trying to grow. You know, it's all about growth. I see, I see. So how you been making it through the pandemic, man? It's a global pandemic. How you been making it? Global, man. But it's um I mean I I can't complain, man. I'm blessed to still have a job, you know, which is you know, I'm I'm a blessed to be essential, you know, because us in the communication industry where we're uh deemed essential so i'm blessed to have a job and um like i say man a hustler gonna hustle man i'm just finding different ways to you know generate income you know now that everything's shut down you know the virtual wave like like, well virtual is the wave so that's true man the world is changing 2020 man just trying to think of new ways to keep it you know keep it new keep it fresh i got you so um i'm just curious what inspired you to become a comedian man i've been to your show uh, I've seen you live and in person. You did your thing. Congratulations. I just want to say that because, I mean, it's hard, you know, especially when you're an opener for somebody. It's very hard to really get that, that crowd attention. But I'm trying to tell you, you did it, bro. You did if you it. Think, if you think that's crazy, like, you know, uh, we started out Freestyle Funny Comedy Show, me and Chico Bean, Dan Brand, B-Dot, Burpee. Uh, when we used to do our show, like, Bean would go first. I would have to go after Bean every show like this like like, and this was like and this was like being like you know he's on wilding out and everything so you know of course being come out there first everybody's like ah then they announce so some been drinking coming stage it's like okay who him (laughs) you know know what i'm saying so but but that made me that made me a better comedian you know following being i had to come with it every time you know what i'm saying so but uh what got me in comedy was unemployment unemployment got me into comedy really so how did I get you into comedy? I got to hear this. Bro, I like, I've been a silly fool in class all my life. Got the superlative class clown high school, but I never tapped into stand-up. Never did. I never did. Um, you know, I, I dang on. I was going through a period of time where I was, you know, in limbo with a job. Really couldn't find a good job. And, uh, you know, I was working. I was working at Food Lion. 
and I was landscaping. I was running a landscaping service. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I was like, man, I'm out here struggling, making these damn ends meet, yo. If I'm going to struggle, I need to struggle at least doing something that I like, that, that I want to do. You know, at least at least also do something for me. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I tapped into what I know, and that's just being silly, bro. And got up there on stage so, one I got up there on stage one day, one Sunday for five minutes and never turned back. So how was it like your first time on stage, man? Like, I know someone had to tell you, like, yo, what you doing, bro? This this comedy stuff? What you doing, man? <laughs> like, but, but how was it like just getting over that, that uh, I guess, just people not knowing or being comfortable with you doing that, whatever the case may be? What was it like? I never been, I never, I never had stage fright. That's number one. Uh... When I was in college, I hosted fashion shows and different things around campus. So I was used to a crowd. You know what I mean? Even even as a, as an undergrad, I even hosted a G-Ho step show. That's Greensboro Coliseum. Like tens of thousands of people all around. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So I, was, I mean, I was cool. The, the crowd, the lights didn't bother me. And for real, for real, my first experience was really a good one because I was in a I was in a comfortable environment. I was in a black setting. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Okay. I be, yeah, I could be me. And uh like, you know, and it was a show that B Dot, Darren, and Burpee had already started. Mm. So they had been doing it for a few weeks, whatever, in Greensboro. So it was like it was it was already established. So when I got up there, yeah, they didn't know me, but it was it was still a comfortable setting. So but I still yeah. killed it for five minutes and hey yeah. man. And I've been down there in North Carolina, man. People are very welcoming out there. Um, hospitality is, is like the all-time finest. Oh yeah, it's the South. Yeah, it's yeah the South. for sure. Yeah, we we, sure. we really ask how you doing and really yeah. want to know how you doing. Very polite, very polite people. Yeah, I yeah. gotta say that. Yeah. Um. So so that's where you born and raised in Greensboro. Born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. What's up, Selmore Four Baby Four Road? Got done with Boulevard. Got down. What's up? Got you. So um, I guess my next question for you is um, what's one thing you wish you would have known? Before you started your career in comedy, like, like, what's that one thing you wish somebody could have told you from the beginning? Uh, yeah. just those small things about the end of the in the industry. You know, just watch out for this, watch out for that. You yeah. know, just those little things like that. You know, just because you know. And, and you live and you learn, you know. Especially in this industry, you know, you you get you you get in you get in with somebody or some this or that, whatever. And you got to realize, ah, right, that ain't the thing for me. You know, somebody may be getting over on you or something. So it's just those little things, man, to, on yeah. how to navigate the industry. You know, what you I'm know saying? that's that's one thing I'm always talking to people about is about how sometimes when you're following your dream, it's not necessarily a blueprint laid out for you as far as what to do and what not to do. In the industry, there's a lot of people that want to focus on their careers to the point where they might not always enlighten you on the path you should or should not take. So you have to learn through trial and error and grow as a person, you know what I'm saying, when pursuing your craft. So um, that's why I always ask people that question. Yeah, that's one That's one reason why I got mad respect for Bean, man, Chico Bean, man. Because yeah. even though, you know, he's at the level that he is, you know, that's my dog, that's my homie. He still give me game. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? He, he one of them cats in the industry I can trust, like for real. Like And that's so important finding somebody you can trust. Dude. That's crucial. Yes. yes. That, that's crucial. Uh, so um just on the record, what's your biggest mistake and what'd you learn from it? 
my biggest mistake. Yeah, that you or, or experience you wish you probably wouldn't have had, but you learned some valuable lesson from it. Uh, well, well, the biggest thing I can say, like all the way, I'm a, I'm a felon, I'm a felon, and uh, I got my felony. You know, for real, for real, doing some bull, following some other motherfuckers. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like mm -hmm. that's one of my biggest mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like getting that F on my record. Because it was like, and that happened years ago. Like it happened years ago. But even still, though, even still, like it's like if somebody finds out finds out about that record, it's like you you on the defensive and you got to prove that you're not that felony. Exactly. You know it's what I'm saying? Like fighting your own shadow. Yeah, yeah you understand? Look, that ain't me no more. That you know what I'm me. saying? Like that ain't even me. <laughs> like yeah. That, like that ain't even me. So that that's one mistake I made in life, man. That I wish I hadn't. But you know, yeah, gotcha. your mistake. Your mistakes just make you better, man. Yeah, yeah. You take gotta turn them L's into W's, and you know mm -hmm. I did. Exactly. So, um, who was a major influence in your life growing up? Who was a major influence in my life growing up? Um, if we're talking about just simple life and stuff, you know, it's my family. You know, I'm, oh. I, you know, uh, I'm big on family. I was raised, of course, I had my mother and my father, but I was also like my grandmother's had a hand in raising me. You know, my uncles had a hand in raising me. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up having. Sunday dinners at grandma's. You understand what I'm saying? I, I learned those morals and life values. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Like once a month, we all got up and celebrated everybody's birthday in that month. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm real family oriented in, as far as that goes. So I would say my family. If we're talking mm -hmm. about my career as far as a comedian, like I grew up watching all the all the the greats. Like Robin Harris really influenced me a whole lot. Robin Harris, Paul Mooney, uh, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy. You know, yeah, those were, the goats. Went, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel you. So, um, what's something embarrassing that ever happened to you, man? Like, as a comedian, I could only imagine being on stage that something funny just I, happened and you wasn't playing. No, no, like this happened, but it was only it was only like funny to me and the homies because, like, I sharted on stage. Lord have mercy. <laughs> like, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it 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 was a very it was a very respectful shark because it didn't go no it, it wasn't like it wasn't mad Uzi. It was oh. like I did it. You know how you shark sometimes, but you're like, oh Lord. And you know it, you know it's in it's in between the cheeks. You know it's in the Hey you, you caught know. it. You caught it before it hit the draws. Bro, so so it was like so and it happened like early show, early in my set too. Okay. So I'm a real animated dude when I'm on stage and I'm around the whole stage and whatnot. You understand what I'm saying, dude? When that happened, I was right there at the microphone, right here. We, I'm just right here. Uh-uh. <laughs> you gotta act like it ain't that going on. <laughs> Show must go on, bro. Oh man, that's funny. I can't imagine being in that situation. You probably didn't even want to do no meet and greet after that. You were just walking off like I gotta handle some business. Hey, luckily, like you, like when you saw me, I opened up for Bean, so Bean yeah. still had to go. I had time to go get myself together. I got you. Oh <laughs> man, man, that's funny. Um, and, you know, I, I actually learned what a shark was the hard way. You know, when you do that, I actually learned it in class when I was in <laughs> school, and I was, you know, it happened at the worst moment too. Yeah, I was actually beefing with somebody. We was having a little argument in class, right? And it started because I farted. So <laughs> when he said it, he was like, you know, you sitting over there in the back of the classroom, sharting or whatever. I was like, what is that? 
I didn't know. It, it caught me so off guard. I didn't know what it was. You know, my man. Broke it down to me. You ain't even know. Yeah, well, he broke it down to me. I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, he, he telling the truth, but I can't just let him know that he telling me the truth right now because the way his tone of voice was when he delivered the message to me was completely off. So, yeah, I can imagine oh, yeah, that yeah, whole situation. He was situation, already in man. an argument. He was already in an argument, brother. It would have been over for you. It would have been I over was already there. Oh, you. and now, now it's just so funny I'm talking about this right now because I ended up in a situation that day. You ever had a friend and didn't know you had a friend? Like, I'm arguing with this dude, and out of nowhere, a friend of mine just get up and punch him in the face. And now, I didn't tell him to do this. I didn't tell, I didn't send no hits. I'm just sitting here chilling while we having a, a, a heated conversation. Oh. And dude in class just hop up and just rock him right there in the face. Now, what I do with oh. this, this if, like, like if you in this situation and a complete stranger handle your business for you right in your face, what you do is like, thanks. I don't know if like, to say thank you or you want to expect something in return. Like, 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 you want to say thank you and all that, but, 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 but you, but you gotta be like, bro, what's up? What, what you, what you doing? Cause you don't even know, cause, and at the end of the day, it's gonna come back on you. It's gonna come back on you. Exactly. And then, and I talked to dude afterwards. We became friends and all this stuff, obviously. But he was just like, bro, I ain't like him. That's all it was. Ain't had nothing to do with you. I just didn't like dude. He talked too much. And I was just like, well, appreciate the timing, brother. You know my, man said, <laughs> my man said we became friends after that because they knocked that nigga out, bro. Yeah, and I asked him to do it. it. At that point, you feel like you owe it to be that person, friend. It's like, you know, I don't know you, but what's your name, yo? Hey, that's yeah. a rider right there. You got to get real. his phone number. Like, bro, what's up? What's your got done? What's your snap? Yeah, but in the back of your mind, with that kind of friendship, you're always in the back of your mind thinking, all right, this dude is crazy. If he wasn't going to do some, some stuff like this, Something I don't like that. even know. Yeah, he 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 gotta be crazy. You it's know true. what I'm saying? So I always kept that distance. Like, all right, you cool, you broke, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, about six feet away. You this before coronavirus came in effect. Six feet all away, right. right there, homie. But all um, right. yeah, that's just a funny story that happened to me back when I was in school, man. So, name something about yourself that a lot of people might not know. Uh, I cook like a grandma. Cook like a grandma. You gotta explain that. Uh, like uh, like when I'm in my bag, I can get in that kitchen with an apron on, bro, and go and just go. Like I went, like growing up, like I like to eat. So, and I always told myself, I was like, shit. When I get older, you like, I want to eat this shit. Like I want to eat the shit my mom and my grandma them cooking, right? I I yeah. wanted to taste like that. You know what I mean? So. So while I was coming up and stuff, when they was in their kitchen, sometimes I'd be sitting in there just chilling or I help or I whatever. So now I'm grown, bro. Like I get up in there, I can go. Yeah, this might sound crazy, but for some reason I feel like everybody grandmothers is graded. Their skills in the kitchen is graded on how well they cook mac and cheese. Because everybody that, cooks that, mac and cheese different. That's 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 not only the grandma's kitchen, that's every black household and i gotta say black because when white folks show up with over oh, messed up mac and cheese you say oh whatever they white it's okay yeah. they get a pass they get a pass because they, they, they white because they white because they white but they but in pass. every black household your mac and cheese gets judged like like if you can't make good mac and cheese you can't cook 
Like at that point, it's disrespectful. If you cook yeah. a bad pan of mac and cheese, it's just disrespectful. You're not supposed yeah. to cook mac and cheese if you can't cook it. It's one of those That's things right. where it's just straight disrespectful. Like, and, and, and I really don't respect people, like, even for just a, a weekday meal, I can't eat no box of mac and cheese, bro. No. I can't. I don't respect it, bro. I just can't. If I'm not eating mac and cheese from scratch, we're not eating mac and cheese at all. Facts. I mean, that's a big deal. That that can end relationships, mac and cheese. Yes. It could end a whole lot of relationships, even with family. Yes. You, yes. you brought this to the um to get together? First, first of all, first of all, at black houses, don't bring nothing unless you already was told to bring it. Exactly. Everybody know who cook, everybody know who cook what. And if this is not your item, if you don't make this good, don't bring it. All right, so question for you. You ever been in a situation where uh, somebody cooked the dish and they wanted you to try it? And then they sitting there, they anticipating that you're going to say it's good, it's delicious. And then you bite into it in the back of your mind, it is nasty. Let me get your response. What you tell this person? Who are we talking about, a family member? Let's just say friend. A friend? Yeah, because you know, you won't keep it real with your family member 100% of the time because you don't care how their feelings feel. It ain't got but, nothing to do. Like, we family at the end of the day. But, but, friend, I, but I'm that friend, too, though. I'm that friend. I'm going to keep it real with my friend. I'm be like, I'm be like, yo, this is nasty. Like, this ain't, like, bro, like, this ain't it. Like, this ain't it. What, what if they brag about how long it took them to make it all the way up to that point you taking your first bite? It ain't it. Bro, if it ain't it. <laughs> if it ain't it, it ain't it. <laughs> it ain't no covering that up. Ain't it no just, covering that up. Like, I can't even... Like even if it's nasty when I hit it, like it can't like I can't even like do the whole <laughs> nah, bro. Uh, like it ain't it. You know you got those people that's gonna take a bite and be like, oh, it's all right, and then they are gonna throw it in the trash or they just leave it on their plate and, and wait till everybody else throw their food away when they throw theirs. Hey, bro, true story. That just happened at that just happened at my brother's house a few weeks ago. Like uh, my sister's uh, my sister's wife, for some reason she made a cake. You know, like, and, and, and you know, in, in my family, like, only certain people make cakes and only certain, I mean, you know, we know who the cake makers and pie makers and stuff is and stuff. And yeah. she brought a cake, bro. And let, let me ask you what's worse. You bringing something and people tasting it and saying it's nasty or you bringing something and people not touching it at all? People not touching it at all. That's what That's we think. That's what That's we think. That's always worse. Because you feel like you wasted your time. And that these people didn't even give you a shot. Like, <laughs> that, that's, what that's almost, that's so disrespectful. It's hey, like, bro. I'm slaved in this kitchen. I had to go to the store and spend my money on the ingredients to make this food. And you ain't even going to try it? Well, my, that's like saying my money not good enough. That's bro. what that's like saying. Bro, That that I, my family's cutthroat. We left that cake sitting over there, didn't touch it. Oh, man. But then again, though, you always have that one person that can whip it up in the kitchen and nobody knew. And so people were so afraid to try it. And then it was that one person went over there and discovered it. And he didn't tell nobody else it was good. Oh, no. See, it's not like that in my family. In my family, somebody does have to vouch for it. Like, yo, that's good. They make that. So then yeah. you'll try it. Then yeah. you'll try it. Oh, man. If you, can't get nobody, if you can't get nobody to vouch for it, you sure. You sure you got to have somebody to vouch. Oh, man, so I'm about to switch gears, man, because we could probably talk about this all day. 
Joe That's Cook. one thing I like to talk about is food. That's just real. You, you talk <laughs> about you in the kitchen with the apron on, like, Grandma, I'm already ready to try your fried chicken already. So um, let's talk about uh, how did you end up meeting Chico Bean? You know, uh, how did that relationship spark as far as getting on the stage with him and going on tour and stuff like that? Uh, we didn't – We didn't. St- I didn't meet him through comedy first. I met Bean. I went to North Carolina A&T. Bean mm-hmm. went to Winston-Salem State. And, you know, so we're close together or not. Uh, I pledged A5A in 01. Okay. Uh, Bean, uh, Bean was pledging sometime. Bean pledged, I believe it was 05. But anyway, I, I pledged Bean when he came through. Like, I saw him a few times when he came through. So that's when I initially met Bean. Word. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I met him uh, coming through the frat and whatnot. And then, like, two years, I didn't even know he did comedy nothing like that. Was into it or nothing like that. But then two years later... Like I said, like I'm telling you, my first night I did comedy. Yeah. That's the that that was the night me and Bean reconnected from pledging or whatnot, and mm-hmm. it was just gold ever since. Gotcha. So so how was it going on tour? Like I remember you just seeing you going to all these different venues and stuff like that. What's that experience like for a person? Oh man, it's a it's a it's like you're living a dream, you know. Um, I wish I could explain the feeling of you going into a room packed of people, they not knowing your name and leaving and people yeah. shaking your hand, telling you how much they enjoyed you. Can I follow you? Can I, you know what I'm saying? They'll buy your shirt. You know what I mean? They'll, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's just a, it's an unbelievable feeling, man. And um, like it, it, it wasn't all good at first, you know, we, we like, we've all had our times where, you know, we're traveling 13 hours in a van, five of us, you know, me being dot, uh, mm-hmm burpee all of us man so you know but it was like the road trips man like man i, I know y'all be having some crazy conversations Dude, it's just times you can't get back man it's, it's just times you can't get back and we had a ball doing it we still having a ball doing it yeah like like i love i love the tour life man like i don't i just and but one thing i like about it i like to go places perform see the sights maybe a day and then come mm-hmm. back home I like that. Yeah. I, like I mean, that. I always tell people, like, the world is so big, and if you're just talking to the United States of America, you got to at least leave the state one time. Yeah, I know there's some people that has never left their state or their city, for that matter, and they really missing out because they see everything on TV, but they never go to these places. Those experiences, you can't get from a TV screen. That's what I tell people. And so uh, just having that experience of being able to tour, man, that got to be a dope feeling. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> It's just a constant. It's just a constant reassuring that you know I can do this. You mm-hmm. know I'm constantly going to different places where you know, like people don't know me. Like I'm not yeah. going on TV. I'm not the one on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Yeah. You know, and but by the time I leave, you know, it's all love, and they enjoy what I do. They enjoy what I do. Like they, they, they See, laugh I, at my jokes. I'm big on showing everyone that took part of the entire experience respect, man. So. That's like even when I was in Virginia Beach and I saw you on the stage with Chico Bean after the show, I had to show you my respect and say, hey, look, man, you did a great job. You know, I know Chico being the headliner of the situation or whatever, that's what a lot of people were really paying attention to see. But for me, it's the overall presentation that makes the experience worthwhile. You know, so Chico Bean, great. Everyone already knows as far as uh, his skills of being a comedian, but it's that supporting um cast of comedians that also bring the whole thing together 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I always like to show people respect and love when they out there doing that. Because I know a lot of times, like you said, a lot of people might not know who you are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At the end of the day. But I don't mean they shouldn't know who you are. You feel me? But I mean, I mean that's kind <laughs> of mean. Everyone, like everyone got the opportunity to meet you that after you, they see you perform. Hey, that's a golden ticket right there, man. That guy was dope. Straight up. That, that's one thing I got to say about being, man. He a real dude. Like, ever since, uh, like, you know, we started out doing comedy together, you know, and uh, while and out took out for him, took off for him and whatnot. But he always told me, that's one thing he always told me. He was like, drink, man, once I go. And when I go and I get my own show and I'm mm -hmm. going on the road, bro, I'm bringing you with me. And when it finally happened. He kept that word. He kept his word. The word is bond, man. Word is bond. So where yeah. does Osama been drinking? I kind of feel like I know the answer to this question already. But where does the name come from? All right. Oh, well, like, you know, my beard used to be way big. used to be bigger than this. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to be bigger than this. So that's where the Osama came from. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Had, a few, had a few little gray streaks in it and whatnot. So that's where the Osama came from. Osama being come from. Now, Drankin, my last name is Rankin. Rankin. My last name is Rankin. My middle initial is D. So okay. you put D with Rankin, you got Drankin. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Osama Rankin. That was clever. That was clever. That was real clever. Every, um, everybody everybody wants to ask me, you know, man, you drink a lot? You drink like, nah, I smoke more than I drink. It's just a name. Yeah. So um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Does everything go your way, man? Are you still pursuing, like, as far as getting just growing bigger and bigger with the comedy, or are you pursuing yeah. other avenues? Yeah, five years, still on stage. You know, uh, a very well-respected comedian told me that a long time ago, man. This is not a race, it's a marathon. So you're a comedian, it's about getting on stage and collecting these checks. So five years, still on stage, bigger stages. Uh, five years, uh, uh I plan to be in front of somebody's camera, so, mm -hmm. so be on so, the lookout. So anybody in particular that you'd love to do a movie with, any actor, female, male, don't matter. Any actor in particular you always probably looked up to, was like, man, we dope to do a movie with this person. Mike Epps. Yeah, he is He is hilarious. It'd be, be, be dope to do a movie with Mike Epps. Um you know, I always say it'll be dope to be a it'll be dope to be a, do a movie with my homies, man. Like if, yeah, like if 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 Bean, myself, Darren, Dot, Bert, man, if we if we ever all get on a movie together, man, and can make some stuff happen, that's mm -hmm. a dream. That's a dream. You know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Mike Epps because I met him in person before, and I got to tell you, man, he's genuinely funny all the time. Like yeah, that's his I'm, real personality yeah. you know how some people got that switch to turn it on and turn it off yes like, nah that's just no. him all the time i tell you i tell you a story about mike uh i met him twice i met him twice mm -hmm. um first time he came to ant uh i believe i hosted i don't know what i did then but I, anyway he's backstage we kicking it you know smoking and whatnot right yeah show's over we're leaving now, of course, when he's leaving, our campus security is going to be with him. Police. Mm -hmm. Like, Mike pulls out the blunt right there in front of the police. <laughs> and he goes to fire it up, right? But as he fired up, he looked, he got, he looked at the police <laughs> and had to tuck his shit back down again. You understand what I'm saying? I was like, man, this nigga's a damn Yeah, he's crazy. And true story, true story, 
he lit he was about to light it up but he didn't because the officer was right there do you know that probably a little bit later on that night on campus his car got stopped because they were smoking wow that's crazy but yeah he a funny dude man funny dude yeah he's hilarious man but I ain't gonna take up too much of your time. I got probably two more questions I'm gonna ask you. I do appreciate your time. Hey, you cool, man. You time cool. is money, man. You so, cool. um, what's your definition of success? Everyone got their own definition. Some people's success is having all the cars and big houses. Some people's success is just enjoying time with their family and being able to spend quality time with their loved ones. What's your definition of success? What's my definition? Definition, like like you said, man. Everybody got different uh perspectives on what success is like me being me being able to take care of my family is success to me you know i don't really i ain't got to have all the money in the world you know and for real for real i don't i, I don't want the fame you know, I just want the money, you know, so I can take care of my family. So if you can separate the money and the fame, that's the perfect life right there. That's the perfect life. life. But I mean, yeah. you know, that's that's the perfect world, but it's not a perfect world. So they no, both no. They, they, come, they come together. They come together and you gotta deal with both. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's success to me, man. Being able to take care of my family, that's success. Because they, at a, at one point in time I couldn't I couldn't do that the way I wanted to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was, you know, I had had a wife, had kids. I was working. I was working at a grocery store. I was running a landscaping service. You know, I was a felon. Couldn't find a good job. I was in limbo, but I still had to make ends meet. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, and I didn't feel really successful, you know, then, yeah. because you know, I wanted to take care of my family. So, uh, gotcha. So, what you would know, you say is one of your, your biggest accomplishments? Say what? What would you say is one of your biggest accomplishments uh, in life, as far as anything goes? Uh, graduating college, mm -hmm. graduating college was one man because like you know, dude, I, I I was in college for eight years, like man. When I add up all the time, when I add up all mm -hmm. the time, it was eight years, dude, at the same place, you know. So, you know, like when I finally did graduate, like I felt like I really did achieve something by by you know by graduating and uh. Completing that because I always told myself, you know, I want to be able to tell, you know, my kids, you know, go, you know, get your education, whatever, whatever. But I, I want to make sure I did it first. I don't want to just be telling them to do it. I had the chance to do it, but I didn't do it. But here I am trying mm -hmm. to tell them, you know what I'm saying? Go to college. So, yeah, that was that graduating college and also uh, getting a job uh, on the radio. Because yeah. I didn't study this. I didn't study. I didn't study radio and broadcast communications. I. Like my my degree is in health and fitness wellness management. Like okay. that was me. I was out dude. So like when comedy came, comedy led me to radio. And then when I acquired the job at the radio station, man, I really like like that was like that was a big deal. Like, that yeah. was a big deal for me. That was a big yeah. deal. For me. That was a big deal for me. I can only imagine, man. It's funny you say um, you spent college, you know, time in college for eight years. That took a lot of dedication, man. A whole lot of dedication. No, no, no. That just took a lot of party. No, no, no. What no, 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 no damn dedication? That I was just dedicated to the party life of college. For real, for real. So, so, so you were stretching out college. What you oh, saying? buddy. When I tell you I was stretching it out and running it amok. I'm telling you. 
I stretched it out so bad one semester, like for a whole semester, I stayed on campus for free. Like for free. Like nobody knew I was living in that room or nothing. I stayed with my homeboy. He had a roommate, right? Who was who was mad, he was a Christian. He was mad mm -hmm. religious. And for like a month straight, we just sat in my homeboy room and just smoked weed every day and stuff. Till dude got tired of it. He was like, Man, I'm moving. I can't do this. I'm moving. So as soon as he moved. Shoot, I got my shit and I moved in because I didn't have nowhere to stay, bro. I ain't had nowhere to stay, bro. Oh, I ain't had nowhere to stay. So I got my shit and I moved in my homeboy dorm room and <laughs> made it do what it do. And the party was on after that every day. Oh, the party was on before that. True. That's probably why he moved out, huh? <laughs> That's why I couldn't oh, get housing, man. bro. I couldn't get housing. I couldn't get I couldn't get financial aid. So it was like I was working, paying out of pocket still. Uh, some some semesters I was part-time. You know, you'd be having like six hours. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I got a question for you. Do you believe college is for everybody? Let me say this. Yes. And I say it is because at least go and experience it. I ain't saying you got to go get your degree. Now, the degree is not for everybody. Yeah. The college degree is not for everybody. The college experience, yes. I don't care if you barely got out of college with a 2.1. If a college accepts you and you can go and just experience it and meet different people, you understand what I'm saying? You never know. Like, like you, may, you may gravitate to a group of people and you may do a whole 360. You know, you, you you weren't a good student. You didn't study well. You didn't do this, but you went to college and you got with these people right here that you you know you never met them before. They're from another side of the earth, and you start yeah. to be, you start to do this whole change. You understand what I'm saying? That's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. Like I was I was in college early on, like partying, still hustling weed and shit, and just doing shit. And then like you know I met well they weren't my frat brothers then, but then I met I met my frat brothers. I met guys in the frat and stuff, and I did a whole mm. 360. You know what I'm saying? So the college it becomes a, a networking situation then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, a yeah, networking yeah. situation. Yeah, so, you know, the college degree, no, it's not for everybody. The college experience, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I see you on that one. That makes a lot of sense when you explain it to me like that. Um, so, so let's talk about your podcast you're working on right now, man. Um, let me let me get some information about that. Where can I find it? Where can I listen uh, to you can it? Find it, it on, about? Uh, you can find it on Spotify right now. We're on Spotify. Uh, last few hits, Wake and Bake Nation. Of course, you know, Darren Big Baby Brand and myself. Uh, it's just a little something that we um, we started doing a few months back. And, you know, just on IG, we do it for like, you know, 10 minutes. But now we say, man, we got to take it to the next level because, you know, people say, hey, man, 10 minutes is not long enough, you know, so... We figure we go yeah. ahead and take it to the next level and start, you know, thirty minute podcasts on uh, YouTube, Spotify. You know. So, so, what kind of content can people expect that want to tune into it? Uh, the content is infinite. Ain't no tell. Ain't no telling. Cause we're sitting there smoking too. So you know, I mean, we may be here on this minute. And it, the first three you minutes. You might be on the moon minutes. on the next one. Hey, hey, the next 10 minutes, we're on something else. Like, you know, one word that took us on a whole other tangent. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from time to time, we're going to have, you know, some of our homies on there, you know, because, you know, we blessed to 
we've been blessed that you know working through the industry you know we you know you meet other people and you know that people don't mind coming through you know and kicking it with you so we're gonna have different guests on there man and uh we got we got a uh another web series in the work uh, i don't want to give too okay. much on that but yeah we got another web series on the work so in the works so all righty well like, y'all heard it elevation folks. elevation y'all heard it that's from osama ben drinking my son man himself my, my, my son's in here right now on the live. Both of them. I saw both of them in here, man. Right. So I'm expecting to see a lot more from you in the next five years, man. Probably going to see you out there in the BET Awards or something. In Hollywood, you never know, man. You True story. I've, I've, like for the past couple of years, I've, I've almost made it to the BET Awards. Not on, not on camera, but, you know, just made it there to be in the mix. In the building. In yeah. the building, in the mix. So, yeah, I, I, next year, that's going to be, I'm, I think I'm going to make that. And, you know, just some other things, man. You know, elevation. Most definitely. Well, I appreciate your time, as always, bro. Um, again, it, where can people find you? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said, again, one more time, where can people find you? Uh, Adam on Song social media. On Instagram, uh, on Facebook, Spotify, last few hits. You know what it is. Got done. You already know what the fuck going on with me. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all, you take it easy, man. Hey, man. You too, bro. I appreciate you, man. No problem. Remember to follow me live on Instagram at KingLegend757. Turn on those post notifications so you don't miss a beat.